someone do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. Very special guest joining us today to talk about a potential deal in Congress. Joel Cannon, welcome back to the show. Before we jump into this discussion on a deal, I got to ask you Senate's talking about relaxing the dress code. Our question of the day, what's the appropriate dress code for government officials when they're conducting government business? Uh, well, I think it depends on where they are. Um, if you're a government official touring an ag farm or something like that, you probably don't need to be in um, a suit. But if you're on the Senate floor, I think uh, business suits are appropriate. Uh, would you require ties or not? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough call. Because while you, like just while you're doing government business, like while you're taking votes and things like that. Yeah, probably for now. Okay. All right. Okay. So the question of the day, is, or that, that was the question of the day, are they getting a deal done in Washington, D.C.? Are we avoiding a government shutdown? What's the answer? The answer is we won't know until the very last minute, which is the last day of September. But, um, yeah, last night there was a big call with a bunch of Republicans, and at least in the House they've come to a deal. So the, the liberal Republicans and the conservative Republicans agreed on a budget deal to pass a 30-day continuing resolution to fund the government. So. This year's government money runs out at the end of the month, end of September. October 1st is the new fiscal year. So before October 1st, they have to pass something. The deal that they came up with is um, a 30-day extension, so it would give them almost the month of October to work on a longer deal. Um, it would cut all government, uh, discretionary government spending except for defense and homeland security by, by 1%. Um, but it leaves in place like $865 billion for Department of Defense. It has a couple other things, but um, even if it passes the House, which it, if it does, it will pass with no uh, Democrat votes. But if it, And they only have a five-vote majority. But if it passes the House, it's likely dead in the Senate. So this is like, this gets them through this week, but it doesn't get us much closer to a deal. Okay, so the, I was sort of under the impression this was a deal between the White House, the Senate, and the Congress. You're saying no, this is just this is just McCarthy and the Democrats agreeing to this. Uh, best I can tell, this is just McCarthy getting his Republicans to agree on something. Dang. I mean the main the Main Street Caucus is like your liberal chamber Republicans, and then the Freedom Caucus is your your uh, right wingers. So they agreed. On this deal, which means McCarthy, he's saying he might bring it to the floor on Thursday. So if they pass it, it will pass with only Republican votes, at which point when it goes to the Senate, I mean, there's just no way. So what's, this is like temporary. What is the what's the drop dead day for government funding or what's the drop dead time for government funding? Uh, 30 days has September. September 30th is the last day of the fiscal year. So they have to pass something 
before um, September 30th, uh, or, you know, we'd have a shutdown. And I don't know the way this works as far as does whatever deal take place have to start in the House, or can the Senate pass something first and send it to the House? Oh, the Senate can... Uh, the Senate can pass something first, unless I'm mistaken. I think that revenue bills have to start in the House, but spending bills I think can start anywhere. But if it were that it had to start in the House, they would the, the Senate would just pick up like an empty shell of a House bill, put their bill in, and send it over. Um, you know, it's like chicken and egg: what can pass the House and what can pass the Senate. At what point do we see the 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 McCarthy and Schumer and Biden sit down in the White House, or does that even happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, they've been talking, but I just, those talks don't seem to go that well, I don't think. And, you know, the, the White House needs to be realistic about what McCarthy can pass. But the problem is he could pass a bad bill with Democrat votes, that then could pass the Senate and the president would sign. But, of course, you've got Matt Gates and company threatening um, to vacate the House chair, you know, to vacate the chair and kick the speaker out. So McCarthy's in a tough spot, but this is the job he signed up for after 16 votes. And I guess, I, I guess the next question is, we as conservatives, like, is it good to see a shutdown? What, what are, what's the best, th- best case scenario? So my view is a little different on this idea of a continuing resolution. So last year we spent how much? $1.5 trillion. That's how much we spend. This like that will end in the end of September for a year. Any budget that can pass and be signed by Biden is going to spend more than $1.5 trillion. However, if we do a continuing resolution, you're spending at last year's level. You're, so, so the cheapest thing that we could do would be a year-long continuing resolution that left government spending at, at $1.5 trillion instead of increasing it to $1.7 trillion. Um, if you're McCarthy, you're going to wave the magic wand. We're going to make you the Speaker of the House. We know what's going on in Congress. What do you do? How do you move forward? How do you try to cut spending or hold the line with a Democratic Senate, a Democratic governor? What's the path forward if you were if you were the speaker? Uh, well, I think actually this deal that they came up with, it's not half bad. I mean, it's not going to pass the Democrats in the Senate, but it's a good, if he passes it, you pass this, you show that you're trying, you say, okay, you guys know what I can do. Um, you know, I think... Again, the best case that he could ever get is no increase in spending. So maybe he says, we will pass flat level spending and throw in a couple other policy things and see if if the Democrats will bite on that. Um, if not, he just, you know, the leadership way is to pass it with Democrat votes and then basically call Matt Gates bluff that they won't try to vacate the chair. I, and that's that's the next question is, okay, you're you're McCarthy. Obviously, you want to stay speaker. How much does he have to maintain his conservative base versus... I, and he said this in, in, in their congressional caucus the other day. Listen, every, every poll shows that if we shut down the government, 
they're all going to blame us for doing it. You know, it's a tough, yeah. it's a tightrope that he's walking. It is, and it's been interesting to see what the different GOP senators have to say. Josh Hawley's on the record saying, I'm just not a shutdown guy. So, you know, even what we would think of as conservative senators don't love the optics of shutting the government down when we're supposed to be running the government. Um, so, but I think McCarthy thinks in the back of his head, they, they won't move to vacate the chair. And if they do, he's probably like, I hate this job anymore. It's terrible. I mean, if I'm Kevin McCarthy, the, the, the primary goal is just getting through the next election cycle. I mean, assuming yeah. the Republicans pick up seats, and this is one of the things not to be cravenly political, but traditionally, if the government shuts down, the president takes the bulk of the blame. Congress as a whole may take blame, but the individual congressmen don't generally take blame. So I'm curious to see if they make the decision like, hey, we're not going to move on from this, how much it impacts. You know, the Biden approval ratings already not doing that well. The economy's not doing that well. Curious to see how all of this plays out. Yeah, it's it's going to be, we can have this conversation once or twice a week for the next month at least. But look, there's 12 spending bills. They have known this for, like they've been doing the budget for 75 years. We've known this for 75 years and including all year this year that they had 12 spending bills they had to pass. Do you know how many they passed? Zero. So the last time we had a government shutdown was like 2019. 2018, 2019 in there. And they had passed um, five of the 12 bills. So when the shutdown happened, there were seven agencies that had to start essentially like not operating because the other five already had their, they had their funding. So this year, it's all 12 right now. Now, another interesting thing that's happened this morning is uh, like earlier today, Patty Murray senator from Washington filed, I forget what it's called, she filed a procedural move that hasn't happened in a long time to, um, yeah, she filed a motion to suspend Rule 16 to take up her minibus, which is, an omnibus is all the bills, a minibus is two or three spending bills packaged together. So hers is... Um, like military construction, veterans, and she adds it to the USDA bill and the transportation and housing bill. So she filed motion 16 for the Senate to take up this smaller spending bill. Now, last time this happened was when Tom Coburn was in the Senate, and we used the nuclear option to get rid of it, and uh, they've been talking about reviving. How, how are they, they going to do it? So it'll be interesting to see if the Senate tries to send over this smaller package and maybe that's what they do is pass a few things. Do we ever actually, do we ever actually get a long-term agreement or are we past the point where those things happen anymore? Um, I mean the long, well, we had a long-term agreement. If you remember, they, they suspended the debt limit in June. They just said, forget it. We're not even going to have a debt limit. But that included, that was, remember, the Fiscal Responsibility Act that totally obliterated the debt limit. Um, and what that included was a path forward for spending cuts. But, of course, now, like, three months later, they're just blowing, you know, they're blowing through that. So I don't think long-term deals work. 
Um, they don't stick to them, and then the next Congress is like, we can just ignore that. Um, and again, I think for conservatives who need leverage points, short-term deals are handy because every week, every month, every time some of the CR expires, we get to talk about how bad the debt is, how bad spending is, um, and try to at least get some changes or some spending cuts. It's so fascinating to watch all of this play out in Washington, D.C., um, I, you know, as somebody who wants to cut the budget, obviously always the answer seems to be, well, elect more conservatives, they'll cut the budget. Yeah. But, but, but is that, or is it better to elect just a really conservative Senate and have them fight a democratic, it feels like when you get all Republicans, house Senate and president, we just, everybody agrees to agree and everything, nothing gets better. Yeah. Well, I, I really think divided government is the single best way to cut spending because, I mean, that's how it worked with Clinton. When Clinton was in the White House and Gingrich was in the House, you know, and then we had that deal when Boehner was the House Speaker and by, or, uh, Obama was president. I think divided government works best. I also think you want to barely pass a bill. So if, if Republicans are in charge in the House and then they pass a spending bill with like 340 votes, that is a bad bill because everyone is voting for it. But if they pass it with two votes, like with a two-vote margin, that is a shrunk down about as good of a bill as, as they could get. Um, but, you know, funny enough, the House Freedom Caucus, they put out this list of demands to McCarthy for what they would agree to, and one of their demands is no continuing resolutions. But, but like I said earlier, in my opinion, a continuing resolution leaves spending at current levels. So let's just put it out of our mind. Joe Biden is never going to sign a bill that cuts spending, okay? Does that mean the Freedom so, Caucus, if they could pick, would pick government shutdown versus, versus a flat, a flat a, line? Right. Okay. It's what it sounds like. But to me, it's like if you're going to operate in reality, Joe Biden's never signing a spending cut. So the best we can do is a flat is a flat line. And if if I were the speaker, I would be like, I want a one year continuing resolution because then we're not spending a dime more than we spent last year. Very good. Joel Cannon, uh, we'll be checking up the, the next really the next 12 days as we get closer to this government shutdown discussion point. Uh, for anybody who wants to follow along with you on social media, how do they do that? Uh, Joelle M, as in money, Cannon is my handle at Twitter. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And for, for, for those of you who don't know, Joelle teaches federal budget and tax classes. At Johns Hopkins, former 15-year veteran of Capitol Hill, worked for a, a lot of the budget cutters in Washington, D.C., ranging from Tom Goburn, Jim DeMint, the Republican Study Committee. So getting some up-to-date info. Going to be really fascinating to watch this. I think, I think you know, we all agree, McCarthy's caught in a, between a rock and a hard place with the Freedom Caucus saying, we prefer a government shutdown over anything else. And McCarthy obviously not wanting to shut down the government because he's afraid the Republicans take the lion's share of the blame. And I think that's a fairly, fairly practical uh, look at it, especially considering the shutdowns in 1995, uh, uh, 2013. The Republicans did seem to take the majority of the blame for those, at least politically. The question is, is it a bigger risk for the president? And does he blink first? I don't know. Okay, we'll be right back. Lots more to go. Stick around.
I saw the sun begin to dim and felt that winter wind blow cold. A man learns who's there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Cause from then rubble, what remains can only be what's true. If all was lost, it's more I've gained Cause it led me back 